Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? <laughs> I'm trying a new... I'm trying a new like pregame, like a routine. Like while David's opening, I'm stretching, yeah. getting myself psyched Your and ready. Aura in line. Yep, right. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. When my aura is out of line. Yeah. <laughs> it's the absolute worst. Well, you know, I got a question for you. It's like a cosmic wedgie. Wow. Yes, yes. It was supposed to be an atomic wedge. Right. I'm saying two yeah. totally different yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. What do you call... <laughs> yeah. What do you call... <laughs> Ghostbusters. I don't know. A circular door ornament made out of $100 bills. Um... I give up. What do you call a circular door ornament made out of hundred dollar bills, yo? Aretha Franklin's. Aretha Franklin's. <laughs> <laughs> See, David, if I was you, yeah, you wouldn't I, open with that. If I was you and I had that in my back pocket, yeah. I would be sitting on it until Christmas time. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're basically there. No, we're not. We're not. We didn't even have Thanksgiving yet. Mm. We didn't have. Or what's What's the one in? We haven't technically had Halloween yet. <laughs> what's the one? Armistice Day. We haven't even had Armistice Day. Oh. Pearl Harbor Day. November 1st. Well, that's Pearl Harbor Day? We haven't had any of those. No. Well, Pearl Harbor Day is in December. Oh. On account of that's when Pearl Harbor <laughs> happened. And, well, and to your point, and, yeah. and I guess this is the appropriate time to make the big announcement. Yeah. This that you're listening to right now, dear beloved listener, mm. is our first ever Halloween special. I mean, I don't know. If, uh, maybe that's a question for what's who's the guy? <laughs> well, I'm thinking. The what's the guy? The, the abacus? <laughs> question for the abacus. Yeah. Have we ever done a proper Halloween special before? Mm. I mean, unless you thought that I wore this outfit like just for my good health. Uh, well, I mean, right. I was wondering what was. <laughs> what do you think this costume is? Because it's well, not a hundred percent obvious. Yeah. At first, I thought Harley Quinn. <laughs> right. Now I'm not quite sure. <laughs> You're close. He's got the pigtails. No, no, you're close. Is it Pippi Longstockings? It's the, what was the official name? Weird Barbie. Oh. Uh, the Kate McKinnon Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> weird Barbie. <laughs> she had a name, though. It wasn't it was, Weird Barbie. It was like. Uh, like un, unpla or overplayed, overplayed with, Barbie. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we did the live show for opening night of Barbie and that one woman came and she had her hair done straight up. Oh yeah. And then she held up her play, her doll, her Barbie doll, which also had the hair. Cause exactly obviously the same. a little boy or girl had been holding it by the hair for five years. Long, way you too know? Long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's and everybody else said, I'm scientist Barbie. I'm Dr. Barbie. I'm football Barbie. And this girl holds up her doll and goes, I'm this Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, I wonder if she's listening to the show. I, I'm, no doubt. What else is she doing yeah, in her life? No, nothing. There's nothing else anybody ever could be doing except listening to the That's Penn Cinema I've Podcast. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. So speaking of 
listening to the show. Yes. What if Coldplay? What, what if yeah? What if you and Coldplay mm-hmm. uh, decided to listen to the show in person? Mm. The best way to listen to the show is in person. <laughs> That's what I always say. That's I mean, you know who's the number one? Yeah. The the number one attendance record. Right. For live Penn Cinema podcast showtimes right. is Coldplay. Yeah, he told he says if it ain't live, I don't want it. I'm out. He's like, that's the only time I'm listening yeah. to the show. Well, he's this is gonna be a big day for him because next week, <gasps> which is Saturday, November fourth. The fourth of November. The fourth of November. It's before Armistice's day. Yeah. Before Thanksgiving, but after Halloween. Right? Yeah. November fourth, I believe at two PM, we said. You can come down to our favorite restaurant in the world, Zetropolis, down there on Water Street in downtown, beautiful downtown mm. Lancaster. And you can listen to the show live as it's happening. Now, it's a little, I know some people don't like listening live because they think seeing us reading from the script takes away yeah. some of the magic. Yeah, the teleprompter. But yeah, right. Right, the, right. the cast of writers that put this material together yeah. for everybody. Well, the puppeteering is right. like really, <laughs> right. Right. really throws people off. But this year we're going to have curtains around the puppeteers. Yeah, yeah. You, won't, you won't even see the lines. You won't even know them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so 2 o'clock is Zootropolis yeah. on Saturday, November 4th, live Penn Cinema podcast. Mm. I will be bringing prizes to give away. <gasps> nice. I will. It's true. It's like they always say, remember, remember, the 4th of November. Right. The live podcast, treason and plot. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. You were so close. <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't get the ride to go any further. Tell me about your Christmas riddle again. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I don't want to spoil it. I'll save the rest for Christmas. See, here's the problem, though. This is the problem with Coldplay's strategy. Mm. He's going to go to the live show yeah. again, right? and he's not going to get any of the references. Maybe he doesn't want to get the references. What would that be like? I mean, we'll have to ask him. Yeah. What's it like to not know what's going on? What is it like to suck? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I've been wanting to ask him that for years. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let me see. Is there anything else on the Red Rose Film Festival? No, 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 no. Okay, perfect. We, uh, I I will just say this one last thing. Yeah, yeah. The RedRoseFilmFestival.com. Yeah. That's the address, the website, where you can get more information. And I know I've said this before, but I'm just repeating myself for the fun of it. The quality of films this year is through the roof. Like, really, really good movies. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, it's a combination of, because we've been at it for more year, a few years now, three or four years, um, we're getting better content. Yeah. I think we're also, honestly, getting a little better at screening what content, you know, comes through. So... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, if you love independent film, then this is the weekend for you. Nice. Yep. Nice. And I will go one step further. <gasps> I just realized I have this kind of authority. You. If you're a listener at the Pensano Podcast and you're sitting there thinking, boy, I'd really like to go down to the film festival, but I can't afford the five bucks to get into the screening, uh. then you should write the show, podcast at pensanoma.com, and I will hook you up no. with a pass to see whatever That's you want awesome. down there. Yep. Wow. And I mean it. I'm not making a joke. I'm not being funny. If you if you're thinking about coming and you want to you want to pass to the Red Rose Film Festival, I only have so many. So right. this is like as while supplies last. Right. But uh yeah, send me an email podcast at pencinema.com and we will hook you up with a uh, all access pass to the Red Rose Film Festival. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. And we'll be there. 
Wait, on, maybe that should maybe that's like a turn off. Well, maybe people are like, well, I was gonna go, but not if Penn's well, gonna be hanging around. David might be there too. Only on Saturday. Yeah, right. Yeah. Coast is clear Friday night. <laughs> I gotta wash my hair. Yeah, <laughs> on Saturday. Busy that night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, David, walk us through some news. Okay. Look, first off, let's mm. talk about Five Nights at Freddy's. Thank you. Uh, or or FNAF, FNAF. As, we, as we've been calling it. Yeah. It more than doubled the all-time Halloween box office record. How about that? Yeah, and it came out on streaming too. This is one of my favorite stories of the weekend. Yeah. Streaming what? Streaming who? Streaming why? Yeah, but who has Peacock? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what exactly what I'm saying is what the box office showed this weekend is that when a movie is good, streaming is irrelevant. Right. When, a, when, you, when you make a movie that people want to see, and this is not a $500 million budget movie, you know, and it grossed $80 million this weekend. And when it first came on the schedule, they were, they were projecting it to gross $25 million because they were worried about the streaming. And the closer and the closer they got to it, that projection kept getting higher and higher. And I talked about it on this show, how the pre-sales were through the roof and blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, here we are, $80 million opening weekend. And you could have, all those $80 million worth of tickets, people could have sat at home and watched it on TV. Right. But they wanted to see a movie, not a TV show. They wanted to get out of the house. They wanted to do something. They wanted to be with their community. They wanted right. to you know, have a shared communal experience. I mean, I just love everything about this story. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, crazy cool. So. To tell you what's not crazy cool. Yeah. Since you stole my headline, I'll steal your headline. <gasps> the writer's strike in Hollywood continues to slog along. And now we also have a, I think, one of our first semi-legitimate victims, which is the next Mission Impossible movie, originally scheduled for next summer, has been delayed to the following summer. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, and I don't think this part doesn't have anything to do with the strike, but what's interesting is the film no longer carries the Dead Reckoning Part 2 subtitle. You think that's going to be confusing? It's just Mission Impossible Part 8. Well, I don't know what they don't know what it is. No, it'll have a title. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's confusing because people, first of all, I think the people who come to see Mission Impossible, the majority of them... They're not like Marvel fans where they're going to be talking about speculating about where the characters are and what new characters might come. They're just going to come out because they're excited to see another Mission Impossible right. movie. And then the people who do care about the plot is not confusing to them because they're remembering how the first one, how part seven, how Mission Impossible seven ended. Yeah. They'll remember it. They've probably watched it. You know, I'm just talking for longevity yeah. down the road. Mm -hmm. If you buy a box set of these movies, you're going to have Dead Reckoning part one. Mm. And then there's never going to be a part two. Interesting. That's, I mean, if you're just looking at titles. Yeah. Well, so I wonder they, if they'll change the title. They got away with it with Naked Gun. Part 33 and a third? Right. And where's the first 32, 33, and one th first 33 episode? That's true. Yeah. Well, they also changed the title of Edge of Tomorrow, remember? Uh-huh. Maybe this Wait. is a Tom Cruise thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's a TC thing. Yeah. Now, listen, not to gloss over it, but... We think, from what we read between the lines, that this could actually, that the talks are uh, getting back to the writer's strike. The talks are continuing over the weekend, and there's reason to believe that this might be the push that puts it across the finish line. What do you think? Possible. I know. I was reading some of the stats for what they're taught, like what has been going on. They wanted, an, like the SAG after wanted an 11,000, or 11% 11 increase in wages. 
they came back with five, then it was seven, and the current standing, they're at nine. And I think that they would be happy with nine. Don't you think most Americans in the world would be happy with a 9% raise? Yeah. Yeah. I know the strike is about much more than that. Yeah. I know, but I'm just saying, if if your boss wants to give you a 9% raise, take it. Yeah. The other big thing on uh, the table for this weekend that they said they're talking about is SAG-AFTRA has proposed that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where they get paid per episode that airs. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the word. Residuals. Residuals. That residuals for streaming services be determined by subscriber count when it's released. Mm. And that's how they divvy out how much to pay the actors' percentages. So I don't know the full details, but that was what they were proposing. Because they've got to come up with some way to figure that out. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's that's like a big thing. Right. Right. So, it's talking of movies making yeah. waves. This was interesting. I, I heard about this before you put it on show notes. Killers of the Flower Moon. Which is a recent movie that we reviewed. Right. David was unable to appreciate it. I loved it. But one thing we agreed on. It was long. It was wicked long. Yeah. Somebody said to me, they said, I didn't know if you and Penn were going to be friends after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I happened to see the mystery gobble over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was chatting with him. And he's so funny. He has a very good sense of humor, very dry. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the kind of person, he, he can hit you with the funny and you don't see it coming. And then you die laughing. He did that to me last night because we were chatting and we were talking about flower, Killers of the Flower Moon. And I said, because I, he had said something to me about wanting to see it. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I watch it with you. And he goes, yeah, I heard it's really boring. <laughs> and I go, oh, shit, who said that? And he's just grinning at me. And I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> All right, so anyway, we, we digress. Yeah, kill so, the Great movie, unless you're David. I never said it was boring. I said it was too long. With an edit, it would be Be good. careful. Well, you, we're doing all this walking backwards. I don't want you to trip over something <laughs> as you try to walk back the comments that you made about one of the greatest film directors of all time. <laughs> I'm still not a fan. All right, Killers of the Flower Moon in Colorado. Wait, wait, wait. And it's, it's been over a week since we talked about this, and you're saying even with the five or six days since that last conversation, Surprisingly, you're opinions. still not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> even after all these days. I, all these, I, I, it's been days. Right. Literal week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, David. Get to what you were trying to get to. In Colorado and some international markets, including Brazil, Germany, and Italy, have all been found guilty of taking it upon themselves <laughs> to throw intermissions into the movie, uh, which viol- violates the domestic licensing agreement for the project. As such, these are imposed, in, or intermissions have been shut down. Um, and apparently they take place around the two-hour uh, mark. So, yeah. And the intermission lasts eight minutes. Yeah. So you can run to the bathroom and go to your favorite concession stand and buy a snack. Right. Now, now I, I have never done a illegal intermission. But right. it, has been, it has come up many times. And as you recall, I was in Los Angeles a few weeks ago for the National Association of Theater Owners Convention. And I attended the Independent Theater Owners Committee inside that convention the ITOC, if you will, oh, of course. <laughs> obviously. And it was brought up. And it was brought up that 
we should be advocating, we as a trade association should be advocating for, great, you want to make a longer movie, that's terrific, but give us an intermission. And if you think about it, like I, I saw um, the version of The Good, Bad, and Ugly that I have came with an intermission. And, and they, they wrote it right into it. They scripted it right into it and had a little music playing and, you know, and I think it would be good for business because first of all, it's something different and, you know, people will be talking about it, enjoying it, appreciating it. Because when you're really into a movie, we've talked, we haven't talked about this lately, but we used to talk about it all the time. About, you would, you would tease me, how many times did you run out to get your coffee? Yeah. yeah and, and that was how we judged the movie. Like if I really liked the movie, I ran to the, to the concession stand, got my coffee and ran back. Yeah. And if I wasn't into the movie, I would walk to the concession stand, get the coffee, chit chat with Joel, you know, check my phone and then walk back to the theater. With a good long movie, if it's great, give us an intermission. First of all, it's good for the audience. And second of all, theater owners, it's good for us because you're going to come out and, you know, maybe you're going to buy another pack of goobers. Yeah. Now, this is what I hear from my friends who have lived internationally or okay. currently live internationally. This is extremely common with normal length films. Interesting. And that they just hard cut at a certain time yeah. and have an intermission. Interesting. There's no rhyme or reason. It's like a time thing. It doesn't, it's not like scripted. It can be mid. Right, right. Mid sentence. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And that's, it's just a cultural thing. I did not know that, but hearing yeah. you say that, it actually, it doesn't surprise me. And I, mean, I can picture it. So like the Germany and, and, and Italy and stuff, they're used to it. So probably it's nothing to them. I think the, the issue here is that it happened in Colorado. And the version I heard was that the theaters that did it in Colorado were independently owned theaters. It wasn't like Regals or any AMCs or any major big theaters. It was more like my fellow independent theater owners. Right. I'm interested to know, like, it's the article. I guess we probably read the same article, but it says they were shut down. Were the intermissions shut down or were the, were the movies shut down? Like, did that theater lose its right to keep playing uh. Killers of the Flower Moon? I interpreted it as they were no longer allowed to do the intermission. Yeah, I bet you that's what happened. Yeah. 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 I can't imagine them being like, we don't want to make money here anymore. Well, yeah, I don't I know. I mean, studios have done some of the stupidest things I've ever seen anyone do. What? what? Crazy. I know. That's, that's almost as crazy as that being the last bit of news. That was like, the world. That was just the one sweep. Yeah. I like I like that. It was that just was, the round the world. It was It was so, good. Well, you know you, you got your stretching in earlier. Yeah. Right. So you were able to you were able to pull it. You wouldn't have been able to do that. I was a little more limber. Day. Yeah. I was a little more limber. Limber is a good way yep. of putting yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. We had a slew of good trailers this week. Yes, we did. And <sighs> here's the thing. About half of them are in select theaters. <laughs> But I left them on here because yeah, they're yeah, so yeah, good yeah. Yes, yes, that yes, that could yes. easily change. Yes, I especially agree with the one that you left on there because it's in select theaters in October. Oh, really? And, that and one? we're talking about it here on oh. October 20, <laughs> 29th. <laughs> it's okay. A any day now. It could happen. It's got at least 48 <laughs> yeah, hours. 48 hours. <laughs> you know, right. You're the one who's in charge. Right. <laughs> so you, could, you could make it happen. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's when I knew we were in trouble. <laughs> when David pointed out, you're the guy in charge. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. You want to start us off? I do. Leave the World Behind is a um, movie coming out from Netflix. It comes out in um, it comes out in select theaters in November. 
let me just say, these first two movies, Leave the World Behind and Maestro, they mm. both come out in select theaters in November, and they both open up on Netflix in December. Yeah. So Leave the World Behind opens in on Netflix December 8th. There's uh, pretty much zero chance that Penn Cinema is going to open this movie. Mm. I'll just take it one title at a time. So I'll just say Leave the World Behind is in select theaters in November, which I think really is going to mean like four or five theaters around the country. Uh, and then, which is crazy because let's go, let's go. Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. Marshio Ali. Ali. Mm-hmm. I can never remember how to pronounce yep. his name. No, I know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, big hitters. This is, this is, I'm, I'm, you know how a lot of times you understand the plot and I don't pick up on what the plot is, but so I'll tell you what I think the plot is and then you fill in the holes. First of all, this movie looks amazing. Yeah. Let's just start it with that. It does look really it, good. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It seems to me to be sort of an end of the world type of catastrophe film, but I feel like there's an element of um, mysticism to it. Okay, so here. What am I missing? Okay, so Julie Roberts and Kevin Bacon, she plans a getaway at an Airbnb. Like a romantic, like a nice weekend away. With the family. With the family, yeah. okay. And oh, with her husband, Ethan Hawke. No, it's Kevin Bacon. No, no, no. There's Ethan Hawke is her husband, and then Kevin Bacon is another character. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I missed that. Yes. You're right, now that I think about it. Yes. Okay. All right, so her husband, Ethan Hawke, and their kids, they they go to this, like, mansion. I only correct you to prove your point that you made a minute ago, which is this, great people in this cast is unbelievable. Yeah. It's stacked. So they go to this place, and there's no internet connection. It's fully cut off. But it's a very fancy, great. fancy place. Yeah. And she's like, it's weird. The Wi-Fi is down. Whether or not it was supposed to be or whatever it is. And then the owners of the of the home show up. And at first it's a little bit of questionable, are you really the owners? And they're mm. like, something happened on our trip and we needed to come home. But they don't say what it is. And it's clear that the, the couple is disturbed and they're like we have to get rid of them you don't quite understand why well it turns out that some sort of technological virus thing has happened cyber attack is the word they used yeah it's like an end of the world it looks like everything that's controlled by computers is either a trying to kill humanity or just like exploding but it's not quite an ai movie no it's definitely like something's happening Mm -hmm. and this family doesn't know it and the, the couple that returned to their home knows it, that the apocalypse is happening and wants to get rid of them and can't get can't do it mm. while trying to like slow, and they kind of slow feed them the information that society has collapsed. I feel like there's, I feel like there's still another element that, that is yet to be revealed. Yeah. There's something more, there's another turn to this movie, which maybe they'll reveal in, a, in another trailer or maybe we just have to wait till December 8th to watch it. But this movie looks amazing. This is my second favorite movie of the list. My my first favorite movie of the list, my trailer of the week, is Maestro, which is directed by Bradley Cooper, also stars Bradley Cooper and (laughs) Carey Mulligan. Bradley Cooper plays the legendary conductor Leonard Bernstein. Hmm. And this movie is going to be amazing. And I am going to push to get this at Lidditz. I don't know if I'll have luck, and I don't know where I'm going to put it because November is stacked yeah. with just one gigantic movie after it another. It looks absolutely fantastic. Gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, this movie, like, 
I don't understand why they wouldn't want to put it in the because it, this is like an Oscar contender on a normal year, and right. this year especially without having right. much competition. And you know, we just we started the show today talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Why don't you stick it in all the theaters you can over Thanksgiving and have it drop on Netflix the day after Thanksgiving? Right. You know, or, or that Monday. I mean, like, great. Yeah. They could have. They could have added another. Without blinking, they could have added another fifty million dollars to the film to the box office. Maybe revenue. they'll change their mind. Yeah, maybe they will. Anyway, this, this looks fantastic. Yeah. Like, add both. There's a, a lot of things going. On. Both the acting looks amazing, the directing, the, the cinematography, but then. The um, costume design and mm. how they age and de-age Carrie Mulligan and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, it's, yes. It's it, like in, in the beginning of this trailer. It, it's like an old man version of Bradley Cooper that looks so good that I almost didn't realize it was him. Yeah, yeah. like just a regular old dude. Yeah, no, it's remarkable. So, um. The next one is one that I kept on here. That we've got 48 hours for this movie to come out. TikTok. Well, we have about 47 by the time you oh, hear okay. this. All right, yeah. The Killer, starring Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. I don't. It does not star Tilda Swinton. Although it's with she, Tilda Swinton. She, yeah, she's like the last credited person. There's all these people that it stars, none of whom I've heard of. And then at the bottom it says and Tilda Swinton. Okay. So she's in it. Okay. But I wouldn't. You wouldn't imagine to see a lot of her, right? I will say so. We're She's like we're, his handler, right? We're making fun of this movie because because of the release schedule, but this movie looks amazing. It does look good. Like, I will definitely watch this movie at home. And it, and it was it was direct, it's directed by the guy who did um, Fight Club, yeah, and some other things that like you know you would know yeah. when you see it in the trailer. You know the movies, um, but it's basically he's an assassin. And his the whole thing he talks about is the reason that he is so good at being an assassin is he has no empathy. It doesn't connect to the job. This reminded me of um, what was the movie with um, Ben Affleck called The Accountant. Yeah. When he was like, uh, it turns out he's autistic, you know, and and he you know was very sort of by the by the book and by the method and. Yeah. Um, th this reminded me of a more action styled movie. Like the accountant was action and whatever, but it was also a beautiful s sort of story. This looks more like a straightforward killer, right. you know, action movie. And I guess that's why they named it the killer. Yeah. And somebody hurts someone that he actually cares about. Right. And so and he goes for revenge. What I will say about this. And again, I, I'm looking forward to watching this movie, but I think you could have stopped your review when you just said, this movie, Michael Fassbender plays an assassin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like every other assassin. There, there's a different take on it. There's a different angle. You know what I mean? And it's going to be great. Yeah. But, so it's another assassin movie. Right. That's yeah. basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Next one up on the list is Lisa Frankenstein from Focus. Now, I don't know if you, I don't know what you read about this movie coming out, but it has a subtitle. Oh. It's not getting much press. The subtitle is, so the name of the movie is Lisa Frankenstein, but the full name of the movie, which they haven't completely officially published yet, but the full yeah. name of the movie is Lisa Frankenstein, a.k.a. Where's Johnny Depp When You Need Him. Because <laughs> for Frank, for the monster? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks. Yeah. yeah. He looks like a, a poor man's Johnny Depp. You know, this movie is written and I think co-directed by 
Zelda Williams? Yeah. Robin Williams' daughter? I, I did not put it together that that was Robin Williams' daughter, but... Yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to be straight up about this. As opposed to... Well, no, I'm not going to lie to you like I normally do okay, about, these, gotcha. about yeah. these trailers. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> this looks fun. Like, I'm fully on board. Like, at first I thought, oh, this is going to be whatever. But I really liked this trailer a lot. She looks amazing. Yeah. Like, she is going to be a fun-to-watch character. And, and it, like, how demented she is yeah. and, like, expressive her face yes. is. I can't remember the actress's name. Because why would I? Right. Because, you know, apparently I, I can't remember any actress's name. What? Our listeners don't know Google? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. The movie is called Lisa Frankenstein. <laughs> so the... the oh, the, yes. Thanks. Uh, good the job. plot here. Right? Did yes. you catch the plot? No. Okay. The plot is she creates... She wants a boy. She creates crime. a monster out of a tanning bed. She Well... She creates a Frankenstein monster. Right. She's Lisa Frankenstein. Right. So she creates her monster, but he's imperfect. And she's like, what is, what's the line? She's like, you can't change, you can't change a man. You, you have can't to change a boy. You have to accept him for it, his parts or something. Even like that. with his flaws or even whatever, because he's missing yeah. a hand. Right, right, right. So the idea is that her and her boyfriend monster start killing off people for the parts. Boys for their parts. And he becomes more and more. In the process, he becomes more and more oh, attractive. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Gotcha, yeah, because gotcha. they're they're replacing his parts yeah. to make him more yeah. and more. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's very neon, and I I would not think that the uh, aesthetic is not meant to be uh, like Lisa Frank. What's Lisa Frank? Uh, well, I know that's past your time, but when I was a kid, Lisa Frank did the Trapper Keepers. Oh yeah, okay. it, was, it was like that bright neon, yeah, yeah. neon trapper keeper thing. When you said this is very neon, were you referring to that comment or were you referring to the movie studio? That comment, because I think it also reminds me of a movie. It's coming out from Focus Features. That neon would do, but it looks like it could. If you told me it was a neon movie, I'd have been like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> reminded me of. Um, I would have pretended I knew that. Freaky, <laughs> freaky. Yep, yeah. yep. That's such a good movie yeah. too. Yeah, and then. Drift is the last movie. The movie is called Drift. The trailer is called the trailer from the movie called Drift. Drift. Yeah. I don't want anyone to be confused. Yeah. Or left behind. Right. Stay with or the drifting group. away. Stay with the. <laughs> Stay with the damn group. Yeah. And the damn tour. Take all the damn photos you want. Now, is this the girl in in this? Is this the girl from yes. from Arrested Development? Yes. Okay, I thought the so. sister. Yeah. Mabel. Or, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I can never remember what her real name is. So, are you going to review this movie or you want me to? Sure. It's about an event in another country. I'm going to give you what I got from it. Okay. This is like, this is the normally what Penn does. Yeah. And then I'll. And then you'll, yeah. yeah. I'll, so, I'll be David. Okay. Yeah. So, there is a, a, okay, put that pinky way up. Yeah. It's going to yeah. need to go further out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a native girl in a country with beaches and stuff where there's lots of tourists and she's kind of you get the impression that the tourists make the place uh, not great for the natives Mm. and then an American girl it doesn't take place in Haiti but that's what I'm picturing right it's not it's it's not Haiti because it's a tourist it's that vibe Haiti gets five tourists like this though? Maybe not. I don't know. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, an American girl befriends her, 
And then it looks like some sort of revolution happens. Right. And the revolutionaries like take over the town and the girls are on the run. I don't know much more about that, but the it's one of those things where it looks like really good acting and everything, and then the quotes almost make you not want to watch it. It's what was the, the line you have here? So good, it's hard to watch. That was from an actual review that they chose to put up on their trailer. Yeah. On one hand, it's like, oh wow, it must be amazing. The other hand, it's like, man, I don't know if I want to like put myself through that. If if even the filmmaker is saying it's hard to watch, or I should say if, if the filmmaker is proud that the critics are saying it's hard to watch. Right. I'm not sure. Well, I, I think this is, a, is, this is like the good heart. Like it's like, it's so emotional. Yeah. It's and compelling. I, I will say this. You might be right because there is some music that I listen to that is so good and perfect. I almost can't stand it. Right. Yeah, I think that's what they're that's what that's the what they're trying to convey is that yeah. this movie is so good about this horrible thing that yeah. it's hard to watch because it'll affect you so deeply. Yeah. Like me with Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with the animals. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, cuz that was just hard to watch. There was nothing redeeming about it. There was nothing uh, like okay, there was no beautiful story behind okay, it. Okay, good point. Yeah. Good point. I think there's a difference. I think these guys are trying to say there's a beautiful uplifting story but it's so like it's such a good movie that you become fully invested, you know, yeah. in this. I don't know. That's you know that the more we talk about it, this was my least favorite yeah, trailer. Same. But the more we talk about it, the more I think this actually looks like a pretty good movie. That I if I don't know, I don't remember what studio it is, and I don't. They didn't say what. Nobody's studio. gonna see this in the theater. Nobody's gonna see this yeah. in the theater. No, nobody's. Yeah. This is one of those movies that the pinkies outs guys right. will see in their. 10 to 15 person theater right. downtown. Yeah. All right. So now it's my turn. Sure. As David. Yeah. Okay. So then geez, Penn, what an incredible insight you are just, as I always say, just incredibly smart, talented, insightful, and yeah. golly handsome. Yeah, it's true. I am that supportive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our trailers. Yeah. Moving on. We're going to get to our, our review of five nights. So why did you know about Five Nights at Freddy's going into this? Zero. Okay. I knew what I saw in the trailers, and as I'm sure you're about to agree, the trailers showed nothing of what the actual plot was. Right. So so, so you weren't familiar with the nine or so video games based off of this franchise? No. I mean, I knew that they existed because people downstairs were talking about it, but I, I, didn't, I did not know beyond that anything about it. Yeah. Did you? I mean, I'm, I've been fam familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, familiar in the fact that I've, I know that they exist in the basic idea of the security guard mm -hmm. and the whole idea of trying to survive five nights. Mm -hmm. But so that's one of the things this movie does take place over five nights, but it doesn't. It, that's not important. Like, for it to right. be the title, it doesn't really make right. sense. Is that the name of the video game, Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah. See, that, that was what I thought was the underlying plot was somebody has to get through five nights. Right. But that's not at all. No, that's the plot of the game. It's like if you survive five nights, I think you get paid or yeah. something. Yeah, and in the movie, it has nothing to do with it. No. There, there's no reference. There's no, you know, I, I remember into a few minutes into the movie, or not, you know, it's more than a few minutes, I remember thinking to myself, okay, this is his third night. This must be when he finds out he has three, two more nights to go. Right. You know, something like that. Yeah. And it never, nobody ever made reference to the five I, nights. I thought the security girl was going to say... 
no one lasts more than five nights. Right, something like something, that. Something, anything. Right. But Okay, anyway, go on with your review. Uh, look, well, okay, so my, my review, do we want to cover the story first or say what we think of it first? Well, we might as well do the story okay. to set the table for the poor bastards that didn't have the good fortune of seeing this movie. Right. So Mike is his name. He's got a, one of the one of the most lovable main characters of a movie that we've seen in a long time. Are you sarcastic about that? No, no I think he's very relatable. That's what, exactly yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. I, I I immediately liked him. Right. You know, he's in a tough situation trying to essentially raise his sister, mm-hmm. and um, I immediately liked him and was rooting for him. Yeah, and so he he has to he takes this job because he's got no other options, uh, and they're going to take his sister. And this questionable career guy gives him the job Mm -hmm. after he sees what Mike's last name is. Michael. Oh yeah. Yeah. After he sees his last name. Yeah. And, uh, the idea is to be a security guard at this old rundown. Abandoned. Abandoned Chuck E. Cheese thing, which is weird that it doesn't need a day security guard, just a night security guard. As evidenced by the fact that the only vandalism that happens during the movie occurs during the daytime. daytime. (laughs) Maybe if they had had a daytime supervisor, Right. You should have been a consultant to this it film. doesn't make, yeah, it doesn't, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. But on the other hand, it's like I always said to my kids, no good decisions are ever made after midnight. Right? Wow. So if, if, you're, if you can only afford eight hours a day of a security guard, you want the 12 to 8 shift. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he goes <laughs> and uh, things happen at night. Well, they, the movie opens with the last security guard getting killed. Right. And weird, he has he has lucid dreams about his brother being kidnapped, and then. Some and can other- can we just talk about how cool those dreams were? Did you pick up? Obviously, you did because you're intelligent. Immediately, it was clear that the little children who appeared to him in the dreams were the were ghosts. No, well, not only ghosts, but they were the animatronics. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they, they, the one kid had bunny ears, the one kid right. had r- the hook. Right. Yeah. Um, and then through that, he, you know, the, they want something, and he wants something, and there's a bartering. And He's trying to find the person who kidnapped his, his brother. Sis, his brother. His brother. And right. his sister winds up spending the night there with him once, and it turns out that her imaginary friends that she's had her whole life are also the ghosts that are inside the machines and which is a weird coincidence. But the other thing is <laughs> the, the police officer woman who is oddly super friendly all the time and, and <laughs> uh, over the top, beautiful, but also very likable. Like she, yeah. her character was, was cool. Right. And she knows that they got the ghosts Yeah, and there's something hidden. So what like, what did you think of this movie? Board, like end of the line. Like what's your what like what's what's your opinion of this movie? End of the line or bottom line? On top of the barrel. On top of the barrel. Yeah. Bottom of the rock. At the end of the road. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the morning. Yeah. I loved this movie. I thoroughly loved this movie. Okay. Um, the first word I would use to define it is fun. And then the second word I would use to define it is not a word that we use much when we review movies, but, you know, I think we talk around this a lot. This is an incredibly accessible movie. Like, you don't need... It does a beautiful job of bringing you in. You don't need to know anything about Five Nights at Freddy's. You don't really need to know anything about anything. 
you know, yeah. you just have to have a heart to where you like this guy, you're rooting for him and his poor little sister, you know, and who's a pretty good actress, but who's a great actress. And along the way, like some scary things happen, but at no point was I like stressed out or anxious or I feel like there were a couple jump scares, but they weren't even really jump scares. Like it's it, very much a PG 13 horror film. It's very much, a, it's a saw. I would call it a soft PG 13. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more than PG, but it's yeah. definitely on a scale. It's barely PG 13. I thought this was great fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the plot was interesting. There were, there were some things that were obvious and I saw them coming. And then there were other things that it, that were pleasant surprises and connections. I mean, didn't you know that the career guy was going to be the bad guy all along? I knew something was up with him, but, right. I, but by the end of the movie, I had forgotten about him. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, that's what I thought about it. I, I, I w let me just say one last thought. My glowing review of this is a hundred percent based on my positive experience. In other words, I'm not trying to say, oh, this is a beautiful, well-made movie. Right. You know, this is not a movie that's going to get any awards, no. you know, but who cares? It made $80 million, the highest grossing all time Halloween movie. Did you watch it with people or on your own? On my own. It, the audience was extreme. Like the, the theater was sold out and the audience was very much young teenage boys. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the age bracket for the, for the game series. So it was kind of like, wow, they're really pulling out like the key audience. Yeah. It's not like, and did, what was the reaction? Was there laughter? Was there screaming? Was there nothing? Oh, okay. But what, but what did happen? The movie was over and almost the whole audience was still sitting in the theater talking. Oh, cool. And, but it, there was a lot of, why would she do that? And why yeah, like, yeah. they kind of like chewing it apart Yeah, yeah. and, and like they had fun, but yeah. they're digging into the plot yeah. holes. Kind of like you after a Marvel movie. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So they definitely, it was definitely like the, uh, the, the good kind of critique. Yeah. Um, I thought for me, this movie was just whatever, like, but in a good way, like, yeah. like I have nothing, I can't like, I definitely in, enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it. But at the same time, it wasn't for me and that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, Oh, like this movie is perfectly fine. Um, like I, I, I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I think it, it, like I liked at the end, like I liked the, the lore that was dumped at the end. Mm -hmm. And I think it could have used a little bit more of that, like spread out in it so that you would have gotten a little bit more of the story mm -hmm. along the way. Um, I wonder how they're going to do the sequel. I'm, oh, there's definitely going to be. Oh, absolutely. But sequels. I'm saying, like, I wonder what it's going to be. Sixth yeah. Night? Well, they're all called Five Nights at Freddy's, and then they have subtitles. Okay. But Five Nights at Freddy's, where's Johnny Depp when you need him? Where's, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to give this best movie I've ever seen. Me too. Um, you know why? What's that? Because it was the best movie I've ever seen. Was it? Yes. Uh, wasn't there a movie last week? You said was your favorite all-time movie of every, every moment of every second of your <laughs> right. life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. was replaced by this one. By this one when yeah, I watched yeah. it Friday morning. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good movie. It's it's I, one of the things is that the the uh, animatronics is, is really believable. Yeah. And and I like that they didn't worry too much about like 
nobody was hung up on like some of the reality that like the little cupcake. Yeah. Like how does that get around? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't I was, matter. It's just there. I was expecting the cupcake to be his brother or something. Oh yeah. Because it acts on its own. Like it's with the, right, the right, bird right, one, right. but it's almost like its own little right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I did think about later is like, you know, he goes, the girl, the girl helps him and then he goes back, you know, at the end, she's in the hospital. He's like, Oh, we'll be here for you when you wake up. But then the more I thought about it, the dad told her, her job was to make sure the guy was there. And if they got too close to anything that she would kill them, implying that maybe she had done that before. Mm. Like, so has she killed people mm. or have, because it seemed like just the robots killed people. Interesting. She, or at the very least, she covered up for the dead bodies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Minimum. Minimum. All right. Best best movie either of us has ever seen. Of all time. Yeah. What, and so next week we're going to watch Priscilla, which is the... The Elvis Presley. Elvis and Presley story just, about his wife. Yeah. I'm trying to look up quick. Who does that star? Uh, it stars Elvis Presley <laughs> as himself. It stars uh, Jacob Elrodi as Elvis, but I was looking for Kaylee Spaney as Priscilla. I've never heard of her. Do we know her? I don't know her. Yeah, there's nobody in the cast that I whose name I recognize. But this is a, if I remember correctly, this is an A24 jaunt. And, love A24. and I know we watched a trailer a few weeks ago, and I think we both loved the trailer. It alternates some of its black and white in the early years, and then its color in the later years. And it just looks like I'm a little worried that it's going to be like a little, I don't want to say heavy, but like it's not going to be Five Nights at Freddy's. No. No, it's definitely going to be a drama. A drama. A drama. You know what I mean? Drama mean? Speaking of drama. Yeah. Let's move into Please. listeners' notes, questions, comments, answers, yes. and sometimes yes. hard-to-read emails. <laughs> it's so good they're hard to read. Yeah. I'm going to let you read this because I, this it's year, clearly written to you. This week, we whittled it down. Yeah. We, we had a lot of people write uh, in. No, we appreciate only, some yeah. of the people who write in. Like We do appreciate like um, Jason, not Jonathan, Jonathan Jeffries. Mm. I, I always forget to reference it, but we appreciate you sending in. He gives us uh, trailer suggestions. So I'm always grateful when I see those, but we, you know, we get odd comments here and there, but this year, this week, I keep wanting to say this year, yeah. this, this week, what about this year, this week we got, okay. we got a very special and heartfelt listener note from one Tony Baloney, AKA T Loney, yeah. AKA where's Johnny Depp when you need him. <laughs> 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 that's his favorite nickname. Yes, yes, I think. Yeah. He, well, it's because that's what they've called him for the longest time. Yeah. It's, it started in kindergarten. Right. You know, when he cut those milk, those little juice boxes, you know, the juice pouches that you get. And when like, he, yeah. he, he cut them up into, like, snowflakes and stuff like that. And yeah. his teacher was like, where's Johnny Depp when you need him? And Tony was like, yo. Are you talking to me? You <laughs> <laughs> think Tony was good in kindergarten? I bet he was a good colorer. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I, he he had to make all the colorings. Yeah. You know what I was great at in what? first grade? Paste eating? Re <laughs> <laughs> That's a close, but okay. I, I was going to go with recess. Oh, yeah. Your I was subject. master at recess. Wow. Yep. Kickball. 
Kill the Carrier. We did everything. It was wow. so I loved recess in elementary school. I remember heading out towards recess, thinking life cannot possibly get better than this. And then they took it away from you. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden we no got into recess. fourth grade and I was like, where's recess? And they're like, uh, we don't do that anymore. Uh, now, now we have gym class. Oof. What the hell is that? Nobody needs that. Change into your shorts and try to climb up a rope. Come on, please. I hated gym. When was the last time you had to climb a rope? <laughs> fourth grade. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do it. There's no possible way. Yeah, I would just like get on and hang for a second and be like, well, I'm done. Yank it down. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, there's a big difference. There's a world of difference between recess and gym. Mm. Recess is way better. Yeah. In first grade, I got married during one particular recess. Does Amy know? Uh, Cherie Jeans is the name of the lucky lucky winner. You still stay in in touch? No, I haven't seen her since first grade. (laughs) Is that law abiding? Actually, I don't know when last time I saw her was. It was definitely like 1978, maybe. Hello, Amy. 78, 79. You You thought you knew your husband. Yeah, yeah. Quote, unquote, husband. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so anyway, back to business, David. Can we please Please. focus for once? Tony Baloney writes in and says, so there I was. Listening to the Penny Cinema podcast, minding my own business and listening to the podcast. Listening to the podcast and minding my own business. Whoa. And what did my ears take in? David, I am so disappointed in you. This is going to be a long recovery. Was that hard? Is that where you stopped reading, David? Yeah. 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 Did your eyes well up? I was like, I've let him down. <laughs> Again. Again. It's not the first time, and it won't be the last. All right, so he says, David, I am so disappointed in you. This is going to be a long recovery. You blew off legendary director Martin Scorsese. One, two, three, four, five exclamation points. Really? Exclamation point. In the same thought, you did not even know that he has won Oscars. Yes, that is plural. Pen. As a father, you know, sometimes bad kids need spankings. David is the bad kid dissing Scorsese. Those are grounds for a hammering if I ever heard of it. I think David would prefer a movie with the character development length of a TikTok video. Oh, snap. Come on. Penn, you now have my permission to release the hounds, cry havoc, and let slip the dogs of war. I feel like... A little overdramatic. I mean, <laughs> a little hyperbole in there, I think. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I mean, Tony's Jason Statham. I'm sitting here party. on the Group W bench. <laughs> yeah. Who's not paying attention to Scorsese. Right. Yeah. So you are to Tony. <laughs> let's let's make this into an SAT question. You are to Tony as Jason Statham is to Pent? No. Yeah. No. Scorsese is to you as, as Statham is to Penn. No, Scorsese is to me as Penn is to Jason Statham. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That'll be on the SATs. Okay. Watch. You'll yeah. be here before you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tony, thanks for the bright email of joy <laughs> and pleasure. <laughs> the ray of light. Yeah. If anyone else wants to send us a ray of light like this, Podcast at pencinema.com is our new email address. Go right. ahead and shoot us an email. That's where you can get in touch with us. Now, 
What are you doing outside of the theater, Penn? Well, I felt What's bad. Going on? What's going on with you outside of here? I felt bad because the last few weeks I have not given appropriate thought. Like, I'm doing something. And then I get on the show and I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. I don't do anything. I'm the, just the busiest yeah. person ever. Sometimes I pick my I nose for go, four hours straight. <laughs> Nobody's as busy as I am. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that's bullshit. I just couldn't remember what I was doing. So right. this week I tried to make a little bit of an effort. Amy and I are completely hooked on the morning show. Oh, It's on Apple Plus or Apple TV or whatever you call that. And I'm not saying that it's awesome. What I'm saying is... I have never watched a soap opera before. Like I'm not a soap opera guy, but I'm fully hooked in the morning show. And I feel like the morning show is a soap opera. Like that's how it plays oh. out. You know what I mean? Oh, this part, oh, it turns out she slept with that guy. Oh, <laughs> now this guy, you know, now, oh, this one's fighting this other fight. You know, it's like, it's not quite a soap opera. It's better than that, but it's not a lot better than that. Mm. Definitely we're on season three. It's not, in my opinion, it's not as good as season one. Okay. I'll just put that out there. I also had the privilege of attending the Philadelphia Film Festival this, this past week. I'm all hyped up on film festivals now, David. Yeah. You're not even going to recognize me because I'm watching so much I independent film. You now. I know. Let's just because of my Halloween costume. Yeah, Harley. What, what did we say I was dressed up as? Well, I thought it was Harley Quinn. Right, but then it turned out to be somebody else. Yeah, I, well, I can't even remember because it's the pigtails. Right. Right. <laughs> 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 yes. I, I want you to do it. <laughs> you have the hair. <laughs> I've worn pigtails before. Wouldn't be the first time. Not out in public. <laughs> Dye them blonde and, and braid. And blue, yeah. yeah, awesome. So I, I attended the Philadelphia Film Festival, and the highlight by a country mile was I was able to attend the Philadelphia screening, the what they were referring to as the East Coast premiere okay. of a movie called Brave the Dark. Are you familiar with this movie? Not uh, Garden Spot, right? Yeah. The kid out of Garden Spot who, you know, is, I'm, I mean, I'm not doing the film any justice at all. So it's like the, the understatement of a lifetime. Kid in Garden Spot, you know, has a tough upbringing, tough child, you know, and then one of his teachers, Mr. Dean, takes him under his wing. And that's essentially the story. And it has yeah. a, I mean, it is a incredible movie. Uh, Marley, Marley, remember Marley, Marley uh, joined us and uh, that was great. And she looks over at me after the movie and goes, that was a great movie. Yeah. It was really, really well done. Um, is it going to get a wide release eventually? Or? Well, see what they're doing right now is they are currently shopping for a distributor. Okay. So once they get a distributor, they will get a, some kind of a release. And I guarantee it'll play in in Penn Cinema and Lidditz. Because nice. much like when Sight and Sound made a movie, like they, hometown this hometown event, hometown. It was filmed in Lancaster. The film company is based in Lancaster. Like everything, this is a Lancaster County movie, and right. I think it has the potential to be the first really big, true, honest to God Lancaster County. It's make films, right? It's make, yeah. yeah. Derek Diner and yeah. and his incredible team. Diner. Diner. Sorry, Derek Diner, yeah. and uh, his incredible team. Um, and then they did Derek and the director and Nate was there, okay. uh, the guy that the story is based on. And they did a Q&A afterwards, which was super cool. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I watched Brave the Dark and I'm, I have two books that I'm reading. <gasps> and when I say reading, I mean listening to on audio. Okay. One is Sapiens, A Brief History of, Hanco of Humankind by Yuval Harari. Okay. You ever heard of this? No. 
I highly recommend it to anybody. It's literally the, like how we got to where we are today, starting with the Big Bang. Like literally how the planet developed humans and how the continents and, you know. Have, have you watched any of Kunk on Earth? Yes. Okay. It's like that, except, except it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing funny about it, but it's fascinating. Like absolutely fascinating. It's all in plain English. So it's totally, you know, digestible, accessible, yeah. good stuff. I'm also, uh, Amy and I were listening to Cassidy Hutchinson's book called Enough, okay. which is totally different topic, but not Kenough. Right. Not Kenough. Okay. That's the Barbie. Yeah. Right. What about you, David? What are you reading, watching up to? What are you doing with your life? Look, I gotta say it's been a lot of the same, but it's been a lot of the good. Oh. So Gen V is, is getting better and, and might, <laughs> I might even like it more than I like the boys. Okay. Uh, which is pretty good. Um, Lower Decks is fabulous. It's got like, like one more episode. That's Star Trek Lower Decks. And here's the star of the week. You ready for this? Uh, you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta do this. Okay. Loki. Oh. I, I wrote it down because I forgot to put it on here. I loved Loki. Yeah. This season, is season two or three? Se season two. Two. Oh, so I haven't missed anything. No, no. And it still has two episodes, I think. I love it. Like get get it's yeah. so good. Okay, because I did thoroughly love Loki the yeah. first season. And it, you don't need to do anything. I mean, if you've seen Loki, you don't need it, the movies or anything. it doesn't matter. Just yeah. it's it takes place immediately. Should I rewatch the last episode of the first season? Wouldn't hurt if you need a refresher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, because it really does take place. Yeah. Boom, and it is is so good. It's got uh, is it key you want. Juan, I can never remember his his name, but the the guy that was in um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Short Round, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. He's fantastic. All the actors are fantastic, and it's yeah. it's just really really good, um, both storytelling and act, act, acting wise. And then I went back to Otherworld this weekend, okay, which is really cool. And I brought a crew of friends. There was eight of us total, and. We tried to solve some of the puzzles this time because I didn't know last time I was there. I didn't know there were puzzles. Yeah. And Classic. It was hard. That's a rookie we, mistake. Yeah, we were like, everyone's knocking their heads. We were asking for help, and yeah, the people in the work there like will only give you some hints, and it just it's hard in a good way. We have some criticism, like maybe it might be too hard. But they did show us like some some of the stuff, so it was pretty cool. But it's yeah. still it's still like a really fun mm. hour and a half to two hours of your time to explore around. And where is that down in Philly somewhere? Just above Philly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that. All right. Well, next week we're, again we're going to watch Priscilla and review that. So if you want to tell us anything about Priscilla or anything that we said here or anything you want to just tell us about in general, I mean, I haven't heard. How you been living lately? Mm. You never write in anymore. <laughs> What's the deal? The way to do that is podcast at pencinema.com. That's our email address. I think with the new email address, we'll probably we should get some yeah. of those back. Yeah, some of those check-ins. Yeah. You never write. You know who I haven't heard in years? Who's that? Pirate Dave. No, I, I don't know if he listens or not. Maybe he's not listening. Not. Yeah, maybe he's got better things to do with his life. How dare he? I can't imagine anything better. No. Yeah. Do you think he's Coldplay? <laughs> Seriously. So. <clears throat> That's how you can get in touch with us. But if you want to support the show, mm. what's the number one way people can do that? Well, David, I know that you're incredibly modest, mm. so you don't like to brag. I'm a modest mouse. Yeah, but you have. <laughs> everybody knows that. Yeah. Right. 
but you you have started a new trend. I don't know if you realize that people have been picking up on this, but oh. yeah. So you know how you teach that yoga class all the time? Yeah. Yeah. So when David is teaching yoga, you know, what the, what's important about yoga is it gets you in the right place to hear an important message. Right. So David teaches an entire yoga class for like 90 minutes, you know, at, at, my, at minute 88, when everybody's calm and they're done stretching and they're in a place receptive. I have a break and they can go to the concession stand. Right. He has an intermission. They go to the concession <laughs> stand and then they come back with their goobers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like me, they get Twizzlers. Yeah. I like Twizzlers. Mm -hmm. And then when they're all relaxed, David says, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. Wow. And then what happens is that really sinks in. Yeah. It really sinks in because they are fully relaxed. They're embracing. They're all oming and, and saying namaste to each other. And, yeah. and the cool kids, instead, like the, the one kid comes up and says namaste, and the other kid's like, bless you, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. So that's what's happening. That's what really at, happened. It started, I mean, I'm sure you've heard that's happening at yoga classes all around the country. Yeah. It started at the yoga class that David teaches. Right. And the important thing to notice, it's not just about seeing me in yoga pants. Right. You can get something out I of mean, it I mean, come on. It, yeah. you, you probably have to deal with that all the time. All People the time. come into the class just for a peek. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, that's... Across the butt? Yeah. Listen to the pencil. Podcast. <laughs> right. Some people put juicy. No. <laughs> I put listen to the pencil podcast. There's enough real estate. And this winter, there's out. enough real estate. <laughs> <laughs> this winter, I mean, maybe this is a good time to make the announcement yeah. that we were saving, but this winter we're going to have Penn Cinema podcast <laughs> yoga, pants. yoga pants. Yeah, with that message that along the back. Yeah. The back. It's going to be great. <laughs> Trust well, me. But say you're not limber enough for yoga. Well, if you're not limber enough for yoga, then you should start taking yoga so you become <laughs> limber enough. Right. But if you if you don't care to improve your flexibility, mm -hmm. then you can just tell a friend, listen right. to the Penn Cinema podcast. Mm. There you go. And what, what you could do is if you're listening to this by yourself, you could just lean over to the empty chair next to you and practice. Yeah. 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 Practice makes perfect. Yeah, indeed. And our indeed. listeners are yes. definitely perfect. Yes, they are amazing. Yeah. I love every single one of them. Deeply. Without exception. <sighs> My favorite is Coldplay. Uh, yeah. He listens to all the shows. Right. Especially the live ones. <laughs> all right. Well, once again, for the Pennsylvania Podcast, I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.